Well, good morning. This is Friday. This is our last podcast of January. And uh, I'm just excited today. I'm excited because uh, of the gods in control in the midst of all of the chaos that seems to be happening in our world, um, which, by the way, is the enemy wanting to distract us. To look at the chaos, to look at the everything and, and uh, be fearful or to be um, questioning our faith and where is God? God's on the throne where he's always been and he's active and he's in control. Um, but even in the midst of situations that seem so crazy, um, we need just to trust and uh, understand that God is in control. And I, I believe it in the midst of our the, the world, the chaos and everything that's going on, we need to be, as I said yesterday in the podcast, we need to be urgent, imploring people to be reconciled with God. So we're in our series. Um, uh, still, we'll be there um, till Easter on on the 50 reasons why Jesus died based on the book by John Piper. I hope you're enjoying it. I'm thoroughly enjoying studying and trying to study ahead and try to to be um, able to 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 give you his words and maybe just a little bit of mine, more his though. Uh, today, to, another reason why Jesus died is to bring us to God. Well, duh, right? But again, God just didn't die to cleanse us of our sin. It's not enough just to have a, a fresh start, like January 1, it's a new year. Or some of you, every day you get up, it's a fresh start. It, Jesus didn't die. God didn't send his son, Romans 8, 32, for, to die for us so that we could start over at, at square one. He didn't even die for us so that we could have heaven. Those are good things. He died to have a relationship to restore, R-E, reconcile, restore, to bring us back to himself. Let's listen to what Piper has to say, and we'll get into the scripture as well. When all is said and done, God is the gospel. The gospel means good news. Christianity is not first theology. It is first news. It is the good news that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. Um, picture, if you will, prisoners hanging around a radio, um, listening to the news and listening to the fact that the allies have landed and rescue is only a matter of time. They're cheering even in the midst of um, these situations they're in. They're still uh, considering themselves to be captive, and yet the guards outside hear them excited. The world looks at you and I as Christians and wonder, why are you so happy? It's because Jesus has come. It's because salvation has been provided by our Father through Jesus Christ. But the ultimate goal is larger than just our freedom. The ultimate goal is larger than just heaven. Uh, let's read farther. But what it is the ultimate goal in good news? It all ends in one thing. God himself all the words of the gospel lead to him, or they are not gospel. They're not good news. There are good things that come, and God is the giver of all good gifts. But I want the gift giver, and I hope you do as well, not just his gift. For example, salvation is not good news if it only saves us from hell and not for God. 
salvation is 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 an is, is a, a freedom from sin, but it's a it's an access to God. Let me say that again. For um, salvation is not just freedom from sin. It is a restoration with God and for God. Forgiveness is not good news if it only gives us relief from guilt and doesn't open the way to God. This avenue has been opened to God. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, this scripture just came to mind, and it is a it is a powerful portion of scripture. He's, um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14 through 16. Some of you know this better than I do. Since then, we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our, our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It's not as if we've been pardoned and now go along your way. It's not as if he cleaned the slate and said, now go along your way and do the best you can. No, we've been pardoned, we have been forgiven, and now we have access to the God who provided the forgiveness. I should have heard some amens there. <laughs> oh, this is so exciting. Adoption is not good news if it only puts us in the fa father's family, but not in his arms. I love that line. Adoption is not good news if it only puts us in the family, but not into the embrace of our father. This is crucial. Many people seem to embrace the good news without embracing God. We embrace the forgiveness because we don't want to go to hell. And we want to make heaven. But then we want to live as if we don't have a relationship with the forgiver. That's not natural. That is, that is, that is not something that, that, that should uh, even enter into the mind of Christianity. But, and yet I see many people who have that response in church. They are so excited for the good news that Jesus loves them. They, they love the fellowship of the saints. They love coming to church. They love their pastor. They love all of these things. And yet they truly don't embrace the fact that God is madly in love with them and wants, a and wants and desires to meet with them on a daily basis. You know, it doesn't take a new heart to want the psychological relief of forgiveness, uh, Piper says, or the removal of God's wrath or the inheritance of God's world. All these things are understandable without any spiritual change. If I offer you all of the gifts of salvation and yet you don't have to change, you would take all of those things. And I've had people say, at my last moment, Pastor Gary, in my last moment, after I've enjoyed everything from this world, I'm going to ask God to forgive me and I'm going to skirt into heaven. No, you don't understand. They didn't understand, and we don't understand. If all we believe salvation is is a ticket to get out of jail, we don't have to go to hell. We don't have to experience that. Salvation is because we're not, is, is, is exciting, it's good news, not because we're just separated from our sin, but we're separated unto God. We embrace the beauty in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Turn to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. 
1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous himself, for the unrighteous, you and I, that he might bring us to God, that he might bring us to God. The relationship was not... um, to be restored was the relationship back to the one who created us. We were out of sync. We were out of relationship. And Jesus Christ had to remove the sin barrier between a holy God and an unholy people. And he absorbed the wrath of God so that he can bring us back to God. To a father that loves us. To a father that cares for us. The father who wants to have this relationship Why is this the essence of good news? Because we were made to experience full and lasting happiness from seeing and savoring the glory of God. God wants to make himself known to us. He he wraps himself in human flesh and he dies the most horrible, terrible death for us. Why? To forgive us of our sins? That's part of it but to usher in a restored relationship with a God who created us in his image and he created us for relationship. He created us in such a way that his glory is displayed through our joy in that glory. The gospel of Christ is the good news that at the cost of his son's life, God has done everything necessary to enthrall us with what will make us eternally and everlastingly happy, namely, himself. Is that wild? It's wild to me that God just didn't pay a price for me because he looked at me and said, you're so sinful. You're so sinful. I can't just look at your sin. No, he's, he, he said, let me reveal myself to you in your sinfulness. Let me draw you to me. Let me show you forgiveness. Let me show you unconditional love. And from that, that is the opening to be able to experience the beauty and the grandeur and the glory of God. Look at Psalm 16 and verse 11. Psalm 16 and verse 11. David says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Not only did you make known to me the path of life, I need to walk this way. I need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I need to be forgiven. No, you did more than that. In your presence, which you are drawing me into, is the fullness of joy. Forget happiness. That's what the world talks about. Happiness is so fleeting. I don't know about you, but I'm happy and unhappy about 20 thousand times a day. But joy never leaves me. When I get bad news, my happiness level drops. But that bad news does not affect my relationship and my joy in Jesus Christ. In his presence, in his presence is fullness of joy. Not in our bank accounts and not in the size of our house or the the beauty of our cars or the great relationships or the great uh, friendships we have. In your presence, David says, there is fullness of joy at your right hand. And who's at his right hand? Jesus Christ, his son, who paid the ultimate price for us. Go to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4, all the way from the old to the new. Galatians 4, 4 says this. Galatians 4.4, 4, 
But when the fullness of time had come, in perfect time, God's not bound by time and space, but in the perfect time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born unto the law. Verse five, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. We're not just no longer slaves to sin. We're not just no longer bound for hell. We've been adopted. We've received the, the, the spirit of adoption and we can cry, Abba, Father, not in a disrespectful way, but like dearest daddy. He draws us into this beautiful relationship. He calls us his son. He invites us to come into his presence because of what Jesus Christ has done. Jesus died to bring us to God. Let me pray for us. Numbers chapter 6, 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you until we talk again.